Good morning. <coughs> start. Sorry, I was just trying to make some tunes through my nose, as you do. And no, it's like a warm-up thing. Yeah. Like, sometimes I just make weird, like, <coughs> or... Yeah, it's like when people sing 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yeah. But Rob doesn't do that. Because I'm a bit weird. He just so. farts and sniffs down mics. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Like everybody. an animal. How are we all doing? I'm all good. How are you? All right, mate. I feel a bit ropes. A bit ropes. For a Sunday morning. I just poured a load of water on my head. I, mean, yeah, I, know, I, I did kind of just notice that, and I didn't question it for some reason. Just standard I, issue. I wasn't too sure if you just had a massive crimp and just sweating away or something. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so a bit of water on the old face this morning to get me going. But, uh, yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm all good, right. Would you do anything yesterday, Rob? Go yeah, on I, had a, I had a few pints yesterday. The day oh, before was good because I was out to about half three in the morning. But uh, That was yesterday? So, yeah, yesterday morning I was out till three in the morning, half three, something like that. And then uh, yesterday I was I had a few drinks from about half two in the afternoon. Yeah. And I finished. I did, I did the day drinking one rather than the night <laughs> drinking because I felt, I felt a bit dodgy. After the night before, um, we went out for this lunch thing, and uh, so I had a couple of pints of um, I think it was Meteor, it's called or something. Meteor. Yeah, it's a French beer. I was like, what? I thought it looked like a Carling and it smelled like it. I was looking, oh, it's a cheap knockoff one, <laughs> but it's like the oldest beer in like um, France or something like. That. So I'd, I had a few of those, and I was starting to rock then. So I went across <laughs> to the pub and had a few Guinnesses. And then I went because oh, there was wow. there was like um, uh, an allotment do thing. So I went up there and just drank loads of Budweiser there. And got shit faced and then left about nine and then went home, went to sleep and went went to sleep. fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I needed to, I was I was pretty fucked the night before. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> <So> <laughs> like, no, I'm I did a bit of day one. drinking, yeah, you know what I mean? That sometimes that's that's the best way, isn't it? Sometimes. Well, Otherwise yeah. I would have been in bits today probably. I've been doing day a lot of day drinking at the at the moment. Like oh, when it comes to <laughs> the weekend, if it's two o'clock and I've got nothing to do. Or even earlier. If I've got nothing to do, I'll I'll look at the uh I look at the clock at like midday and think, if can, I mean, you could. I do that sometimes. We might I get a bit leery in a few hours. I do that sometimes, by. but I don't think beer though. I always have a gin and tonic when it's early. Yeah, I do that. I like. I, I don't I, I get or sort of work my way into it. I have a gin and tonic. Work sometimes. your way into it with spirits. Yeah, I have a gin and tonic, right? Or and maybe two gin and tonics, depending. And then I'm on the beer then usually, yeah. but some usually I get away with one. It just kind of goes much because yeah, I'm up, I'm up for it now. Yeah, but two sometimes just in case, you know what I mean? You know, and your brain's going, I don't know still, well, and then you tempt it with a bit more gin, and it goes, oh, go on then. It's because you're pouring the measures, and they're not like singles; they're like quadruples. No one measures, measures it. No one measures. Glug glug glug. That though. Yeah, especially you know. Um, that's your first drink of the I day. I have it in one of these. You know, the girly At breakfast, like the girly um bowl. Ones. Girly bowl. Oh, yeah. you mean like a goblet? A proper, a proper like that's a gin glass. A isn't proper it? gin glass, but it's a bit girly. But it's massive, right? So, so, I, so I just pour it till there's about like about probably about a centimetre, maybe maybe two centimetres. How wide is it? About six inches wide. It's probably so about it's as wide as this cup. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So it's probably like half a bottle of gin yeah. in there. Even a fair old amount. And then like half half a small bit of a splash of tonic. A s- splash of tonic. Yeah. yeah. And a dehydrated lemon because you don't want to put lemon juice in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking don't water that. It's a down. classic of dehydrated lemon in it. Yeah, man. But I like them in the summer. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I, to be honest, I, I went. I don't usually drink gin. It, it makes me have. Banging hangovers, like ruthless, yeah, terrifying. So I've stayed off it for years, but this summer because it was really, really hot, uh, it's quite refreshing. So it, is, it is nice. It's nice. I, it doesn't. It's, I've been kind of lucky. I've never really. But to be fair, usually it's even my last drink or my first drink. Yeah. So 
if I do have a hangover, I don't blame it on that because, in theory, <laughs> I've drank a lot more of other stuff before. Do you know what I mean? I don't go for the flavoured gins either. I'm no, I'm not a big fan of the flavoured gins. It's I'm not because of I'm not a fan. It's just uh, I'm just getting back into the gin world. What I do is, is like I say, pour a load of gin in, right? Um, ice, half a bottle of a uh, fever tree tonic. Fever tree's nice. Oh, wow. It's quite expensive, but it's nice. Well, it, when ma- you're it makes dr- you drink. You got you got to have a good mixer. Yeah, if you're gonna have a, a, a gin and tonic, I think you probably got to get good stuff. You have, you have, you got to get good stuff. Otherwise, can't it just tastes about. like you can't. You won't if you drink a shit gin and tonic. So it's a shit gin and a shit tonic. You'll never want to drink gin and tonic again. That probably explains why I never wanted to drink gin and tonic until this. Yeah, you probably got like Sainsbury's no Fucking frills, yeah. Yeah, well, gin and yeah. and then freaking. What's ton- the cheapest liter that you've it's got? Probably, probably water and someone's just farted in it to give it the it's bubbles. Horrible stuff. And then, uh, I do half a lemon and half a lime, squeeze them in and chuck it in. That's what I do. So it's really, really zesty. Do you ever use lemon juice? No, no. I've never <laughs> used lemon juice. But then I eat the lemons after, don't I? You eat lemons like apples, though. Yeah. You, you will get, Rob will cut into a, a lemon and eat it like... Yeah, so I, I have gin-flavoured squeezed-out lemon in my, like at the end because I eat the, 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 le- the half the lemon and half the lime. It's great. He's a savage. Doesn't that, like, fuck your stomach up? Nah. Been <laughs> doing it for fucking years, you muppet. My most of it's fucked already. Most most days I'm shitting water, so it's okay. <laughs> That's you normal. Stop eating lemons. That might help. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, lemon gin. Lemon gin. Talking it. of gin, I'm a, I'm going to start oh, yeah. doing the uh, the uh, damsum gin today. So I will give us all an update on it. But I will be obviously we'll be trying to get some on Patreon. So if someone yeah. donates, we'll give some away um, and some competitions. I think, but. You're probably talking two and a half, three months, though, because yeah. that's how long it sort of takes for it to to do what it needs to do. If you know what I mean. Well, so. I was thinking of doing a competition anyway, like a random sticker giveaway or whatever, like and maybe some random stuff that's on the desk. Like, could if if someone like shares our posts and stuff, then we can at the end of the month just do like a random something or other. Like your just give them like that, <laughs> whatever a bit of sellotape. <laughs> yeah. What we got here? Oh, we've got we, like that. That can't go. No, the no. crazy, crazy oh, yeah, yes, T-shirt. We need to talk about that, yeah, don't we? The thing which was delivered to us through the post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got last Saturday. Me and Rob uh, went boozing in the field. Uh, in the As you do. <laughs> and uh, on the Saturday morning, we got got some. The postman came. And he handed this parcel to me, and I looked at the address, and it was just scrawled like a maniac. And I was like, "What?" And it said, "Robots four eyes," and then our address. So <coughs> immediately, I thought. Who the fuck's this? Who's got our address? And why is it written like that? So we d- I didn't open it. I met you in that in the, yeah, yeah. on the piss in the middle of a field, and we opened it. And we got two two t-shirts and some like weird, weird like serial killer letter, which instead of being handwritten, has got um, letters of the alphabet cut out of newspapers and stuck on in true freaky style. And we got two t-shirts as well um that says uh, Bundy Fritzel Savile and Dharma with a robots logo on the back That's perfect and whoever it is says that they are watching us <laughs> <laughs> but I hope, I hope they are actually it'd be quite funny yeah so I don't know who it is but um I have my suspicions but I guess it's our move now yeah yeah well it's got it's got a picture at the bottom of Hitler and King Jong Un yeah mm. Mm. So it's our is move. That, is that a, a cryptic clue? It's because we talk about Hitler and Kim Jong Un. I would imagine <laughs> <laughs> Kim Jong Me. Kim Jong Un's on it. I reckon it's a, a mixed spawn child of uh, Hitler and Kim Jong Un. Yeah, he's made. Is it? And that's actually his two dads. Yeah, it's the NSA. They've, yeah, they've they've modified a person <laughs> and they made a, made a, a Kim Jong Un Hitler baby, and they're sending us 
T-shirts yeah. through the post. Spawn of the devil and it's they're listening to us. <laughs> Have you got any shout-outs, Rob? Um, everyone in the world. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier and better. So we got uh, Kino, Steph, Massimo, Anna, Ben, Sue, Jeb, Emma and Stephen. Stephen? I had an email just from... Um, Steph, I think you've got Steph M. I don't know what your surname is, but you. she said um, she mentioned that possibly should cover OJ Simpson as a topic, which is all right, man. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good one because there's lots of different uh, theories. And let's be honest, I think we know what happened. Yeah, everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There isn't a theory. Yeah, we yeah, know yeah. what happened. But it's, all, it's how he got away with it, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, also, we need to say happy birthday to Luigi Green. It was a birthday. Uh, about two weeks ago. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Luigi Green. Happy birthday to you. Woo! There you go. Happy birthday. Two weeks ago, I was meant nice. to write that down uh, so I could remember to say. Happy but, belated uh, birthday then. I forgot. So happy 45th, man. If you're a <laughs> 45th? I didn't realise you was that young. It could be 55, I'm not sure. <laughs> 45. So, yeah, they're coming down to the meet-up, which is on the 29th of September. We've just got to go through a load of shit here that we've got to uh, let you all know. Of. Paul might be coming as well. Uh, Sparrow? No, the Paul Sparrow. No one knows where he is. Is he... Is he uh, he's been he's been like a, one of these sort of artists now. He's going to disappear for four years and he's going to appear... As, maybe. ...as someone else, Paulina. Or maybe something. that's the fucking Sparrow there. Oh, it could be. Could, who knows? Who knows? It could be Sparrow, couldn't it? Yeah. Uh, right, I think that's pretty much everything we need to talk about. Uh, is there anything else we need to talk about, Rob? You're looking uh, at me like I should be thinking of something. No, no, no. I'm I'm just trying to think myself. There's been nothing great, is there, on the news set for? Nah, no one's no one's done anything. That bridge thing which fell over. Oh yeah, fuck me. That's funny. Well, it's not funny, <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> it's um, a bad bit of engineering, put it that way. Or an old bridge. Yeah, who's going to get the blame for that? I was talking to... Whoever last inspected it, there'd be a paper trail to the poor last fucker. He didn't design it, but looked at it and said, yeah, it's all yeah, right, that's, that's what I'm thinking, because I, 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 I was boring some people at the job. I was that because I was waiting for paint to dry, as I do. Sit there watching paint dry a lot of the time. And um, so I just kind of burped while I'm trying to talk there. Internal burp. And I was talking about it, and I was, and I was going, who's going to get the blame here? Is it going to be people who made the bridge or the people who inspect it? Because what's going to happen is the people who inspect it are going to blame the people who made it, and it's just going to keep going round and round, and no one's going to get the blame. Yeah. And then there we go. Yeah. So there's just loads of dead people, no bridge. It's no. crazy, Simple isn't it? Yeah. It's like a film, just fell down. Shocking. Yeah. Awful shit. I, I don't know how many people have... have uh, it was, wasn't it... T- it was either 28 or 38 before, but it's going to be more, isn't it? Because yeah, there's something like 10 or 12 people counting for. You may as well say they're dead. Well, when they say they're missing. Well, when they say they're, they're missing, there. yeah. Well, they're there. You know they're there. They're dead. You just haven't got to them You yet. just can't get to them. They're dead because they've been there like a week now and they've got about 18 tonne of concrete on them. So yeah, they fell 100 metres yeah. onto a house. Yeah. Okay, now. <laughs> Savage, isn't it? It is. Shall we go and do... Uh, I thought Italians were meant to be good at building stuff. Oh, they are. Engineering. They're brilliant, aren't they? So the ge- this is old, man. It was an old, old school bridge, wasn't it? 67, it went up. Matter. I've, I've, I've seen 67 Ferraris and they're pretty good. <laughs> they so. still break down. <laughs> and it rained, <coughs> rained loads. So I don't know whether there was an excess amount of weight on the bridge because of a torrential downpour because it was full of cars and the cars are obviously going slow because it's raining. So there might be more cars on the bridge than normal traveling yeah. slower with fucking tons of water pouring on it. I just push yeah. it over the edge. Poor literally. bastards. I feel sorry for everyone who's involved in it, you know, you know, <coughs> yeah, because it's it is just. Madness, you know what I mean? Fucking it just shows you, though, doesn't it? Like as I've said before, you know, life 
life is is cheap really because one minute you could be fine you could drop down dead or you could a bridge could fall down you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> you're right it's just simple no anything idea. can happen you could get hit by a tree roof could fall down though, a meteorite could hit you for you know you know quality, what I mean that'd be quality I wouldn't mind going with a meteorite that'd be, that would be a good death on the dome I wonder what the funniest death is as in like <laughs> the most most um, weirdest odds death in the world so like I don't know someone slipped on and then cut the throat on a piece of paper that or could be a fun episode yeah because I, if, if I, I died in the most bizarre way, I think the last thing you'd hear from me is laughing because I'd be going, this is the weirdest way to die and I know I'm what? dying in the best way. Yeah, why me? Yeah. I'm the unluckiest <laughs> human on the planet at this day. Slipped on a leaf, right, and cut your throat on a piece of paper. Could happen. <laughs> Could happen, man. Yeah, Weird yeah. things have happened. Yeah. Should right. we, we uh, battle on with an episode? Let's do it. Before we forget what we're doing. Yeah, cool. See you in a minute. <laughs> shit at this aren't I well when it flashes that means no when it's a solid ring Whoop. that means yes okay so when it's winking at you it means it's it's ready but it's not ready yeah <laughs> and when it's dilated and round and open that means yeah you, you're ready to enter I mean uh, go start. for your life <laughs> so this week we um, I've gone into like recently I've been um, fascinated by the uh, like the history of the earth like how old it is and then that kind of like leads into like the age of the solar system and then once you start looking at things like that you start paying attention to the power of shit out there hence the reason why we did like um black holes and today we're gonna have a look at it's called the carrington event <clears throat> yeah, fucking hell, i wish i'd stop coughing first thing in the morning it's coffee that is it drives my throat out don't have coffee then simple i was drinking water to try and <coughs> fuck you know what i mean professional I know. You're carrying on, though. Yeah, of course not. I mean, if you weren't professional, you would have gone... We don't ever off. press stop. We no. just keep going forward. No, we, we don't edit. That was strange how professional we are. Yeah. <laughs> or not professional. I think they probably gathered that by listening to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Carrington event, that's what we're going to have a look at today. Okay. I've never heard of the Carrington event. So. Good. Um, it's basically... Uh, it's like a form of space weather. It's a bit left field, because most people are like, you know, massive natural disasters, like earthquakes... You can get tsunamis, even things like asteroids, hurricanes. Obviously, they're all shocking and horrible, but are expected to some degree. I'm not saying an asteroid hitting you on the head's expected, but you know. I've got a question, right? Why tsunamis? Why does it begin with T? Don't know. Can someone give us an answer to that? Because that, that, I've I've sat there and I've tried thinking why it begins with a T. Because you can't even hear the T at the beginning. There's and no. It's like, should we put a silent T on? Well, you might as well put a silent no, Z on. You're not I don't think it. there's such thing as a silent T except for, except for tsunami, apparently. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You get the silent G's and D's and stuff like that, but not a silent T. And it's right at the beginning as well, which makes it even more freaky. Fuckers. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Let's get back on with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like you say, we're all familiar with them. And to be, in like some respects, they're expected, they're going to happen. But, like, this is a form of space weather. 
it, okay. it's like you can take um, take the sun for granted. It just sits there in the sky for fucking generations, and it looks the same. And we don't ever really think of it as being something that can. It's a absolutely obliterating everything. Yeah, mate. It just looks like it's just sitting there going, ah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And like, if you, it, it does like sporadically kick up a fuss and like a coronal mass ejection, uh, which we're going to go into details of what they actually are. Hitting the Earth could potentially knock humanity back several hundred years, nice. technically speaking. Knock us back to the 18th century. Yeah, probably, maybe even more. Uh, like to the point where there is no electricity because <laughs> pirates appear from nowhere <laughs> yeah. looting for gold and it could end it well it would end our economy if that occurred and it would wreck potentially massive like portions of the earth's surface. bring it on let it happen it's all fucked anyway the economy everywhere <laughs> there's no good economy going is there there isn't no not really They're all fucked everyone owes m- money to everyone and it's just like it's like where's this money coming from there's no money i did think that like there just are fucking let it happen there are if we knew this <laughs> <laughs> well we can't stop it yeah 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 it would actually it, it could potentially you could use it to your advantage in that in that kind of respects yeah yeah just have a complete reset and that build a system that isn't as ridiculous as what we've got now it's just stupid isn't it anyway but it's but it's only recently like uh, with the advent of like the space race and our ability to put stuff in orbit and have a proper look about uh, what's going on. It's like the first time in history that we really appreciate how completely fucked we can be very, yeah, yeah. very easily. Because before the space race, it's like um, it's like ignorance is, is bliss. We were just unaware. Mm-hmm. We, we couldn't measure things as precisely. It's them fucking satellites, man. We put satellites up and they've enlightened us and terrified us completely at the same time. <laughs> And ironically, it's because of, like, technology, we realise how vulnerable we are, but yet it gives us the answers to potentially solve this problem yeah, yeah. or protect ourselves. So the, the Carrington event happened in the 1850s, and uh, it was a, a solar flare and a coronal mass ejection. It basically, just, the sun just burped in our general <laughs> direction, and uh, it, it, the earth got <laughs> pelted and all hell totally broke loose and it's named after the astronomer who first um, he discovered it his name is richard carrington he was actually checking out some sunspots at the time uh, when it occurred and he, he ha- just by coincidence was looking at the sun through his scope when, when the carrington event happened took. yeah 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 he said he um he literally saw two bright white jets erupt from two sun sunspots that he was looking at and he said it they were that bright when they left the surface that it, it completely sort of overpowered the sun. Oh, right, okay, yes. Yeah. So it's like a, a fire when it goes bang and it makes the whole sky go. It's yeah. kind of just did that, but covering the whole sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was using like a solar telescope, mm. which has got filters, obviously, because you can't look at the sun mm. through a telescope without burning your eyes out. So he'd got these really, really dark filters that block out all light except the brightest so it allows you to see the sun yeah 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 um but these two flares just went and he thought that the filters had broken or something and he was actually staring at the sun yeah yeah for for a split second he didn't realize what had occurred and this was on um, the uh the first of september 1859 when the carrington event hit us but there was actually two storms Mm. beforehand the first hit on august the 28th minor disruption nothing mega and then obviously the big fucking Carrington one hit us. But it's build-up, like the change in the sun were being observed and monitored in the days and weeks before big man Richard Carrington spotted it. It didn't just happen, they build up these things. Like, so there is a certain amount of warning uh, that you can take heed to 
And this stuff should worry us, man. Yeah. This should legitimately concern us all. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Because this can happen again. And obviously, at the moment, we haven't got into how bad it was. When it could happen quite, it could happen quite regularly, really. It if it decided to, and it just got lucky, and, like, as you would say, it's sun burping towards yeah. us. Yeah. Well, they do happen all the time. We've got some information that we're going to go into later on about satellites that are in orbit and monitor flares, and, and like uh, coronal mass ejections. And they've got tens of thousands catalogued. But just because the sunlight blasts shit out... Doesn't mean we're fucked. It's got to be headed at us. It's got to be direct. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to do anything. Yeah, ex- exactly. It needs to be pointing at the Earth. But also add here, solar flares and coronal mass ejections are not the same thing. Solar flares are giant bursts of, of X-rays and energy that they travel through space at the speed of light. Yeah. Coronal mass ejections are giant clouds of, like, massive fuck-off clouds of particles that are thrown out into space. And they travel along the sun's magnetic field into interplanetary space where then they, like, they encounter the Earth. And then they hit us, and then, you know, we'll, we'll, that's when we, when we see some next-level shit. Yeah, man. And like Mars, Mars doesn't um, have a north and a south pole. It lost its atmosphere uh, due to its losing its magnetic field. And then the sun blasting out shit, solar winds, has just ripped the atmosphere away from the planet. So it shows this is some serious event, serious size events. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and solar flares travel at the speed of light because they're X-rays. They are light. Mm. They hit the Earth within eight minutes of leaving the sun. And coronal mass ejections are particles and just loads and loads of like charged plasma and shit. And they travel slower because they have mass and they can take something like between one and three days to hit up. Uh, so in the lead up to the Carrington event, the first reports of disturbances and activity ramping up on the sun surfaced in late August 1859. Uh, after a big solar storm on the 28th. Now, you got to remember, back then, we were nowhere near as clever as we are now regarding the sort of space, wh- no, I mean, knowledge about space, whether we weren't very sharp. Our knowledge has been massively improved. Yeah. I think ignorance is bli- bliss back then. You know what I, I think mean? So. I think so. I think ignorance is bliss with most, most things, isn't it? Yeah. If you don't know what's happening... Um, and you everything's okay, sort of still, especially back in when you said eighteen fifty nine. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, it's not it's not going to take out too much electronically because they didn't really have anything. So, in a way, it, it might knock a few things that obviously the top end people have got, but they'll be like, "What's what's that about?" But everyone else can live life normally. Yeah, yeah, it should act as a warning because it came at a period of time in our evolution or or civilization where we could recover from this. Yeah. But it doesn't seem that we've learnt from it. That's that seems to be that we should have gone. What the fuck? Oh, could you imagine if our whole country, whole world is covered in electronics and this happened? Oh, it couldn't couldn't things like nukes and all that just be set and gone because everything's gone fucking nuts? I don't or, think or people could just go right. Everything's down. Attack or everything's down. You know, cyber attacks. No one. There'll be know, none whatever. of that. Yeah, there'll be Th- none of it. There'll be none. There'll be that's the thing. Cause you need electricity. You need, yeah. <laughs> to, unless you're like Korea and you've got like the old school, like you know, just sort of route round it up and a fire it out of a cannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cannonballs. <laughs> Cannonball and nuclear bomb. <laughs> so the sun has an approximate. I think it's an eleven-year cycle, where the um, the surface and the atmosphere of the star is calm at the beginning and then it gradually builds up and enters like a turbulent period and it can be more than 11. Sometimes it's as it's as many as 15 or mm-hmm. as little as 9 but there's a definite cycle of calm and chaos that yeah, happens. Yeah. So during this multi-year build-up and leading up to, it's called solar maximum, that's like um, 
the the height of its cycle where lots of shit starts going down and mm-hmm. uh, then you start that's where you start to see the most obvious signs like sun sunspots start appearing in large numbers uh, sunspots are like co- cooler areas on the surface of the sun mm-hmm. um, and they appear dark they're not I don't think they actually are dark no but they're just dark it, compared because the sun's about 18 billion degrees so it yeah. looks they like um that I think they have a surface temperature of around 6,700 Fahrenheit, but when okay. you compare that to the edge of the like the actual surface that they're sitting in, which is 10,500, but it is cold, isn't it? Freezing, that is. You know, cold spot. <laughs> they form over. I wouldn't e- want to be sitting on that. <laughs> <laughs> like, these things are phenomenal sunspots. Yeah, they're yeah. crazy. They're, like, they form over areas of of intense magnetic activity. Okay. Because the sun's just like a giant magnet. So w- when we're going into solar maximum and these suns spots start to appear, the actual power and energy emitted from the sun starts to increase by nearly a percent. The sun just gets fucking more moody to the order of one percent. Yeah. Like it like um temperatures increase, uh, radiation coming off it, and it actually starts to affect the weather on the earth. Even if you don't get sunspots or solar flares or anything like that. For example, like highly charged particles hit the planet and reduce the um, the ozone level mm-hmm. high up in the atmosphere. And that affects the temperature of the atmosphere below it, which causes clouds to move. And it even changes the direction of storms on Earth. Well, it would do, because you think about it, um, they talk about the global warming. They're saying it's gone up a degree since, I can't remember, it is 1980-something. And it's the amount of carnage that's apparently causing that one degree. So if the sun does it, and it does it like, and it can heat up the planet like, quite rapid so to speak the carnage and thunderstorms and can't you know well, it's, it's just going to go on and on and on well these like that heating up it shows that like if um particles interact with the atmosphere they can subtly change the composition in certain areas which affects weather systems mm. and that's just a small bit so what the fuck when you get into like a proper proper coronal mass ejection and huge flares shit starts getting fucking shit, wild shit gets real yeah so what happens is the sun's magnetic field, it starts to become increasingly distorted around the um, the equator. Mm-hmm. And what ha- the, the actual, the reason why the, the magnetic field starts to twist is because the equator of the sun at, at solar maximum starts to move faster than the rest of the, the entire star and it twists the magnetic fields around and then oh, you get, cool. it's fucking mental, isn't it? It's like a Chinese burn, but on a star. <laughs> <laughs> a Chinese burn on a star. And Come here, I'm gonna get you. Yeah, and then you get like these magnetic hotspots because of this twisting and torsion. They they um they jump and flux about on the surface, causing unpredictable solar flares and coronal mass ejections, like huge fuck off releases of plasma. It's like popping a spot, I suppose. Yeah, it's, you know when you put pressure on it and it just gets and then pops out. <laughs> it's like that with that as well. Chinese burning a spot. Well, it is because solar flares burst out of sunspots. That's yeah. where they originate. There we go. See. So when there's more sunspots, there's more chances of solar flares. <laughs> Rob's exactly right. It's yeah. the face of the sun. Imagine it as a, as a teenager, a 15-year-old who's got, um, what do you call it, when they got covered in spots? Acne. Acne. And just goes, <laughs> with the face, and it's it like, <laughs> takes the planet out. Yeah, <laughs> it takes the planet out, yeah. Wrecks the civilization. Destroys the house. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. But sunspots, I mean, don't let, I mean, they sound cool, man, but these things are fucking enormous and some hot. of them have been, have been measured to be the size of Jupiter fucking hell. which is about 90,000 miles wide 11 times larger than the earth nice these nice. fucking areas of magnetic Sunspot. disturbance and some remain on the surface for days and others can last for like weeks and months and that scale kind of gives you a, a clearer view 
11 times bigger than the Earth, and it's a magnetic disturbance, and there's loads of them. Yeah. And he, any one of them can just go, fuck you, and just burst out mad shit. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. And if it's a direct hit, it's, it's fucks. Yeah, well, that's the thing, because it was whilst watching one of these sunspots at uh, 11.18 on the 1st of September, 1895, no, eight, yeah, 1859, that um, Carrington saw one of these solar flares and coronal mass ejections uh, shoot out of a sunspot and head towards the Earth. Uh, they were visible, like he actually watched them for less than five minutes, so he's using a, a solar telescope to do this. So mm. He can physically see them, Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So the, the cosmic uh, coronal mass ejections is the sun blasting magnetized uh, plasma and particles like electrons, protons, and ions. But it also so throws out billions of tons of so mass. So it's kind of like it microwaves us, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Basically, <laughs> yeah. it's like with the Earth's in a microwave and it's turned on for like a minute. Yeah. And then it turns off again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Full yeah. power. Ping! Yeah, when he's Bing. done, <laughs> everyone's going, "What the fuck is that noise?" <laughs> we'll find out in a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's mad, isn't it? But billions of tons of mass as well. So it's not only like crazy charged particles that freak us out. It's it's billions of tons. Yeah, yeah, billions of tons. So when they hit the Earth after they followed the the magnetic fields of the sun into into interplanetary space, they um when they collide with the Earth, they cause geomagnetic storms, and because of the magnetically charged north and south poles, these particles from the sun are attracted to our poles, basically, where they interact and they do like crazy, dancey kind of light shows yeah, that we've all seen on northern TV. Northern lights and all that shit. And the southern lights, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, this was actually after the Carrington event. It was the first time that people started to realise that activity on the sun and flares and mass ejections were related to geomagnetic storms on the earth around the poles. Clever bastards. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think after this, they couldn't really like it. Deny it. it. Yeah, it was pretty fucking obvious because this, this. So Mr. Hines went shit. Fucking hell, something mad's gone on there. And a few like it goes fucking hell. There's lights going on there. <laughs> it's all linked. It's got to be. It, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the coronal mass ejection, the Carrington event that that um, Carrington actually observed, had the power of ten billion atomic bombs and contained obviously corresponding billions of tons of mass. But no one had a clue at the time. We were just looking at it going, wow, that was interesting. Wow, yeah. And it's heading, look out, it's coming right for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's going straight for us. And they think he had such a good view because um, he, no, he noticed how unbelievably bright because he was staring directly at it. It was coming towards the earth yeah, when, yeah. He, when he erupted. It took 17 hours to cross 150 million kilometres of space, nearly 100 million miles, where, which is fast as well because mm. coronal mass ejections are not, they don't travel at the speed of light. They're no, actually, no. It's actual matter. Well, yeah, because yeah, you. I was going to ask you that later on, but when you said it spur, spurs out matter and stuff, I thought, well, okay, maybe it was, it's clearly going to be slower. But the electrons can they hit us straight away? But the matter doesn't. I think that they're well, all bound, bound away, into you know I mean? into mass because the flares, which is like X ray, huge, massive yeah, X ray yeah. class flares, that that's light. Yeah, yeah. So that just travels at the speed of light. Right. Okay. This shit travels slower. So what it is is it's like um, I don't think we actually knew the extent of what was going to go down. No, I really don't think we did. It's, it's like the um, the calm before the storm, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I mean, everyone goes, oh, looks a bit like a bit stormy, but it's all right. And then suddenly, bosh! Well, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. astronomical yeah. event I've just watched. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coming from a star which you live near. Yeah, which is hotter than itself, literally. Yeah, which is hotter than the sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an, like, um, an EMP, electromagnetic pulse. You know that shit like where... Um, 
terrorists put, can put in go like they like a detonation of a nuclear weapon can shut all, all the electric uh, devices like radars and things like that. Yeah, it's like that, that sort of thing, but like a natural version. Yeah, uh, and, and it was and still is the biggest solar storm ever recorded. Now obviously there's been big ones before, but we just didn't record them. We didn't know. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Absent of technology, we sort of anything pre-electrics, we just enjoyed the crazy light show and then. Started stabbing like, oh, each, other yeah. each other again. Yeah, you know what? We need some meat. Let's go and stab him. Yeah. Oh, look, it's light at day at night time. Let's yeah. go out. Oh, fucking hell. That's convenient. Yeah. Uh, that, that will do. We'll yeah. just go and get some food That's and then we'll <laughs> come back again while we, while the light's there. See, the thing is, uh, today an event like this would devastate, completely be on our knees. An unprepared civilization that utterly depends on electricity and technology would be fucked. It's our life support. Mm. We're using that. We're using it now without electricity. We're completely, completely fucked. We are when you think about it. Well, for instance, right now, this very second, we won't be able to do this. Everything is You're happening. looking at your laptop and they've got the recorder thing on. You know what I mean? Looking around the room, the fish tank would stop. Everything would stop. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's just in a metre radius of us here. Yeah. Everything so would stop, Everything mate. would just go... I don't think we fully appreciate how, how bad this would get for society if it occurred. So the first thing we noticed yep. back in 1859 <clears throat> was obviously the insane light, light shows, display, yeah, yeah uh, caused by that giant cloud of charged particles that came from the sunspot. Um, the aurora were visible in the sky over the entire planet, pretty much. Usually, they're only visible at, like, extreme latitudes north and south. Like, people around there, like, them regions of the Earth can, can spot the, you know, the strange, wavy lights. Yeah. lights. Um, but, far, like, the far north of Canada, Arctic, Iceland, Greenland, you know what the fucking places. Like, high, alt- high latitudes in Russia, like, s- New Zealand, Tasmania... The Antarctic, places like this can, can see them quite regularly. But because this CME was so big and powerful and it engulfed pretty much the entire planet, the, in the Northern Hemisphere, for instance, visual reports came in from people as far south as Cuba and the Caribbean, cool. all of America, all of Russia, all of Europe, most of Russia, in the Southern Hemisphere, the, uh, the aurora vis- visible in pretty much all of South America, um, Australia and reports ca- even came in from people at the equator in some some areas. So if you could have seen the planet from space, it would have just looked like a fucking shimmering multicolored sphere. It would have just been glowing. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? So the normal aurora looked like ribbons in the sky, and they uh, but this one was covering horizon to horizon, depending on where you're standing. And there were a few good examples on how bright this fucking display was there were some gold miners camping in the rocky mountains and they thought it was morning and actually got up and started to make breakfast <laughs> right yeah it wasn't they got a fucking clue it was the middle of the night and they were like time for work and they've got watches i suppose yeah. if you're a remote worker usually gets light about six that usually means we start then oh it's light let's <laughs> yeah apparently it was brighter than the full moon and the colors were completely crazy like blues greens reds purples pinks it would have looked completely insane uh like undulating and like throbbing through the sky the whole sky emitted mad colors that turned literally turned night into day it would have been amazing if you were doing lsd and watching that (laughs) yeah yeah it would have been absolutely mental bless you coffee it does that to my throat man but the light show is is just the fun stuff really yeah that's just cool man because that's you know that's interesting yeah yeah definitely yeah it's, 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 it's harmless 
like you say, a bit of the calm before the storm, isn't it? Yeah. Because, oh, that's interesting. That's nice. Isn't that very pretty? Boom! <laughs> whilst all that was happening, because at this time, we'd got like a prim- very primitive electrical infrastructure that mm. had been rolled out in most countries, but not all. You know, in like some of the poor, d- underdeveloped countries. <clears throat> I, imagine, I imagine most people would have been sound, like I was saying earlier on. Um, it would have just been the people who high up, as in like in government things or whatever, you know what I mean? They might have something which is linked to um, electricity and, and all that sort of stuff, or linked to something which is like it, which it would have been affected. But yeah. most people, to be honest, back then in 1856, or whatever it was, most of them just basically, they're the, the most, you know, top tool they got is probably like a, a hammer. Yeah. So it's not going to affect yeah. that, is it? Do you know what I mean? So, Well, the first thing technologically wise it was if it was affected was the telegraph system many countries had rolled that out so it was being used yeah it was being used now the operators manning these telegraph machines they said that they began to spark uncontrollably and started electrocuting people who just cool. happened to be sitting near them imagine awesome. imagine chilling at your desk just minding your own business you've got no idea what's going on outside and it'd be cool yeah you know what be, I mean? that'd be cool that would it's crazy, and the sparks are actually causing some like quite severe fires in um in in buildings like telegraph paper. People were using to write messages down. They were jumping off and setting fire to fucking like printing presses and shit like that. Oh, cool! And the, the operators were beginning to shit themselves because they were like, "What the fuck is going on?" And they started unplugging all of their electrical equipment, but noticed that they were still sending and receiving messages for hours. Even After. though they'd pl- unplug shit out, but because the atmosphere was so highly charged with electricity, it was just activating the equipment. Oh, so it kept it going, sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just, it was fucking nuts, man. And they noticed that the messages that they were sending and receiving were like weird, strange, like didn't make any sense. Yeah, it's just like it scrambled or something because it was like the the um the charged atmosphere was just activating random electrical components and circuits in their equipment and it was just sending out like A, B, 1, 8, 6, 2, 2 and they were like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A dude was able to transmit uh, and receive messages from a, a operating station 32 miles away with his equipment completely unplugged. Cool. He's just like, what the fuck? So the, the, um, the CME literally turned the earth into like a, a sort of like a giant battery giant on switch yeah big capacitor type thing telegraph cables in buildings like you know the ones on the poles in between mm-hmm. streets like on the um, the pylons they started to burst into flames because of the mad amount of charge and, and electrons that were being induced in in the cables circuits were melting and streams of fire were pouring out from equipment in like switch rooms and stuff like that and they also found in investigations afterwards that platinum electrical component contacts you know just straight up platinum metal were melted and they f- and obviously well platinum melts at 1750 odd degrees so we're talking incredibly powerful heat that was formed from currents that were induced from nothing but the air <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i mean from and the you're sun. walking around in it yeah 100 million miles away this occurred and it and it's melting platinum on 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 earth it's fucking crazy people getting electrocuted from touching the earth wires in circuits, you know, the ones that mm. are fucking safe. And I read one account where a dude, he got too close to some equipment and electricity arced out of his forehead and grounded itself on the metal surface. Like, he was that highly charged that the electricity was like... Ele- you know what I mean? Electric man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Did equi- he survive? Yeah, he was fine. Apart from, a, you know, having a, an electric shock come out of his forehead. That'd be cool, that would, wouldn't it? Imagine... imagine 
being an electric man, he could just literally go <laughs> out your forehead and isn't electrocute like a, someone. Isn't there like a, a Marvel character that does that? I don't know about Marvel. So there's there's a few people in real life though. Isn't there? Which they got there's something wrong with them. Is right? there? Yes, there's only a few. Um, no, there is though. Um, it's something to do with the sweat glands or something. Some people don't have them, and they can actually conduct conduct electricity across the things. Really? Seriously? Yeah. They can't sweat, and then that's one of the main reasons why you get electrocuted because there's uh, water on the surface which electrocutes you. So he doesn't. He can't. He what? He can't. I will find it and show you. Yeah. There's a few people like it. I mean, it's it's quite surreal. Well, it's fun, isn't it? He, he, he put these electric currents like this one fella. Yeah, I think he's Russian or something. He's just a big bold geezer, right? Put him into a sausage, right? And the sausage went and just went just like literally he was exploded. It. Yeah, and then he put it. He was putting it on himself, and like it was mental. But it's true. It's a true thing. We'll have me. to look into that. Yeah. I like it when you work in a building or a unit building where, for some reason, you've got the right shoes on and they've got the right type of carpet, and you can start you can start blasting people by touching them. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fucking great. That yeah, is. that's fun. And it's Makes my day. Static, quick. Makes my day, man. So in France, there were reports of, uh, well, it sounds like sparks or electrical arcs. They were jumping out of the telegraph wires down to the pavement below where people were walking around, scaring the living shit out of them. Like crackles and electrical zaps were being heard in cities all over the ro- over the world. So it was buzzing and yeah. sparks flying everywhere. There was an eyewitness account from a, a lady on Sullivan's Island, which is in South Carolina, apparently. She said the eastern sky appeared it's a bit weird because it's old school she said the eastern sky appeared of blood red color it seemed brightest exactly in the east as though the full moon or rather sun was about to rise it extended almost all way all the way to the zenith <clears throat> so basically directly above your head and said the whole island was illuminated in a bright blood red light the sea reflected the phenomenon the shadows of clouds were visible on the floor in the middle of the night. <clears throat> what is wrong with my throat? I know. It's, it's maybe it's the, something from the sun. Maybe. Mm, yeah, maybe. Maybe it's the camp before the storm. Yeah, yeah hopefully. <laughs> so yeah, so like you could see the shadows of the clouds on the pavement at night. The whole sky appeared to undulate like something, like um, a field with like grain in a field blowing in the wind. It was. It looked like that. The clouds did. They were, like, waving around. And because it was quite cloudy in some areas, and the aurora, the light, the light show was happening behind the clouds, mm-hmm. the, the clouds were glowing weird, mad colours. It sounds like a psychedelic wonderland, doesn't it? Yeah. If you're walking around and the sky's so, wobbling. Yeah, it's, it's like some sort of movie, isn't it? Some sort of, like, weird-ass movie. I would have loved it. Yeah, it would have been cool, wouldn't it? To see that. Yeah. If you knew what you knew today, what would you be doing? If you knew, as, as in, if it, you knew... What it is now compared and you were back then, could what would you do in that weather? What could you do for which was crazy and fun? Well, just look at it, there's nothing you can do. Sure, could you set fire to things like, or could you do? Uh, I think, uh, I think if you like had long enough cables, if you like just put cables up and down your garden, suspended off the floor, you might be able to induce some sort of crazy effect. Yeah, that might happen. Yeah, that'd be quite cool, wouldn't it? It would, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, people thought the planet was on fire. At the time, because it was glowing, mm. like they were running out of the houses, thinking they had to like tackle a huge blaze. There were lots of people dropping to their knees and praying because they were like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> Sparks yeah. everywhere. Well, that's it. They're all heavily God, God related as well, so they're probably thinking it's the end of the world or something. Well, they, they, it is. That's one dumb thing there uh, the, the, <laughs> about religion, isn't it? Really, what it's the, the end, end of the world, world because because God decides apparently. Why would he do that? 
Oh, in the thing, isn't he? Um, some was it? The, some people were being nasty. Some people, and he wanted to eradicate the human race. I think that's a bit extreme. Yeah, genocide. Yeah, straight to complete genocide. Yeah. Not 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 like you know. Let's get rid of some of the bad boys and smite everyone. Come down and go. You do this again, you'll be fucked, right, or something. <laughs> no, just cause straight <laughs> to genocide. Spoke. Do that again, man. You're fucked, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, I think that's how God should speak if there was such a thing. It's, yeah, if he can come down and say, listen, mate. I'd listen to him more if he talked like that than come down and go, now we need to be peaceful and quiet around here because everyone would go, oh, he piss doesn't do off, that. Mate. He just fucking kills, drowns You'll, you'll get people going, oh, fuck off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we take him seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah you exactly. take him seriously. He's he come down. He needs to put some authority on you. Yeah, he? he needs <laughs> to eradicate half the earth, then we take him seriously. Yeah, yeah. Go, not me. everyone, but just half of it. And yeah. then I'd go, okay, maybe I should not like push someone or, you know what I mean? <laughs> maybe I'll go to church. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are no direct fatalities caused by the coronal mass ejection. They they don't kill. They can't kill you. No. They, they interact with the um, basically the poles and charge everything. And I don't think that there were. There might have been potentially people killed as a consequence of getting electrocuted by touching a telegraph machine. But mm. the records are not very good back then, so you can't really tell. Apparently, the atmosphere was crystal clear the next day. As well, like it just fucked all the shitty particles out of it, just, just like a mad electric filter, and just, just fried everything. <laughs> they did ice core samples, like in modern day times, that showed that the Carrington event was twice as big as any of the solar storm that's occurred in the last five hundred years. So it's a pretty fucking meaty beast. Yeah. So it's kind of like, what's what's the big deal? You know what I mean? And old, a few old school like telegraph lines got, you know melted and the sky glowed for a bit but it doesn't take a genius to figure out if you start to think about what that did then what would happen if we had an event of that size in today's world where we electrical world fuck me mate you know what i mean it was a totally different place back then Mm -hmm. you could just you could recover from it but this day and age i mean it's completely different yeah we just do everything we're dependent on like i was saying later on within within like a foot but a meter of us there's there's one, two, three, four, five electrical devices. Yeah. So it's um, it's it's asking for trouble. And well, back in eighteen fifty-one, there were probably only five in like a city, maybe. Yeah. If you're lucky, you know what I mean. Well, it, it did cause millions of dollars back then, but this is millions of dollars globally. That's not yeah, a yeah. fucking lot, you know what I mean? Uh, if we if it happened today, which it could do, and we were not able to protect ourselves or at least shield our electrical infrastructure, we could be set set back. Several hundred years, le- legitimately, if it was a big one, or mm. or worse, for reasons that we'll uh, we'll get into. There's a very real chance it could literally destroy us and end us. Cool, which is <laughs> pretty cool, man, isn't it? Yeah, it but is you think cool. of satellites, man, airplanes, the airports, GPS, power stations, emergency services, communication networks, nuclear weapons, that's stock markets. I was about to say nu- nuclear. Um, Nuclear power plants. Imagine if you know we know what happened with Fukushima and all that. You know what I mean? They start fucking melting into the world and just fucking everything up. Well, the list of potential disasters that could cause fatalities from a Carrington-sized event is is colossal. You need to, everyone needs to start digging themselves a bunker, electric-free bunker. Yeah, yeah. You need a candle in there for light, and that's all you need. No, the thing is, <laughs> shit, that's the thing. Oh, shit, candles, yeah, they might go... <laughs> no, but it's, 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 <laughs> what we're doing is we're not looking at the problem. Yeah, we. if you got in a bunker with a candle, the CMA, CME, coronal mass ejection, is not going to kill you. No. But the 
the consequences of what that's doing to the earth around yeah, you will. Fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can't hide from it. When you think about it like this, man. New York City had a blackout in 2003. It was a famous one. It caused an amazing amount of disruption. It cost $36 million an hour and affected the entire economy of America and the stock market. Now, the total damage from one power outage was $1.1 billion, and that was for a single city for a short period of time. They had power back on within six hours intermittently, and I think within two days it was back on everywhere. A hundred people died because the power went out. One dude was a burns victim, and he died in his um, in his apartment because his air conditioning went off, and his burns needed to be kept at like specific temperatures. And he couldn't do it. Do you see the knock-on effect? Yeah, yeah. Well? So hospitals and all that, people are fucked. See, uh, Basically, if, if they go, there's been a solar wave thing which has hit, <laughs> whatever you call it, the... What do you call mass ejection. Corona, yeah, if one of them hit you and you're in hospital and you're on a machine, you go, oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. goodbye, everyone. Which <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What directions it come in? Yeah, yeah. But this one in New York was caused by a single software bug back in 2003 in General Electric's energy management systems. Now, they'd installed that in a room in a company, like a control room called, uh, for, I think it was called First Energy. Now, the bug... Didn't tell, didn't tell anybody that it was a problem, and it just started shutting shit down. Mm. There was no audio or visual alarms for people to realise that yeah, stuff was going yeah, yeah. on. It didn't come up saying warning, there's something going on. You have got four hours to sort this out, otherwise it, it automatically close everything down. Well, it was closing yeah, yeah, shit yeah, down. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Thing, yeah. It didn't give you that warning. It, it just didn't done even it. tell it was yeah. doing it. Yeah, and yeah. When they found out, and they were like, "What the fuck's going on?" The, the backlog of shit was so. Massive. I think the been just melted. I think there'd have been a few twitching asses from that company who invented yeah. that after they'd be going, uh, Yeah, who's gonna pay for that? I'm off to the Bahamas and not coming back. <laughs> who, who, <laughs> yeah, yeah. who wrote that one line of code yeah, wrong yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. cut that fucking shut New York City down? <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, it want me. Now you imagine a whole star, our sun, overwhelming and destroying vast amount like our entire planet's electrical systems. We would be out of power for you know days, weeks, potentially months, try fixing that, you know what I mean? All the, all the while, society's continuing to descend into complete chaos. It'd be a clusterfuck of biblical proportions, yeah, without a doubt. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a little break, I get another drink, sort my fucking crackly throat out, and then we're going to come back and look at some of the potential effects of a uh, current and size event if it occurred in this day and age. about my throat <laughs> don't be sorry just be feeling the guilt for the next few weeks as long as you feel guilty for the next few weeks I forgive you I don't feel guilty at all that's alright then you might want to turn that top round on that coffee because if you don't it's going to pour like a weirdo what do you mean spin it around 180 keep going keep going keep going keep going. Is see, that a gap see that grill ah yes 
You need that over the spout, otherwise okay. your world will end. Coffee, coffee troubles. Yeah, coffee and hand troubles. Yeah. God rest his soul. <laughs> uh, we're back anyway. Hello. So obviously I'm going to doom porn this next part up. Okay. This is the whole reason why we're doing this. Yep. Um, it's it's a worst case scenario that we're going to go through. Got to remember that. That doesn't mean it couldn't happen. Oh, that sounds lovely. Coffee. It doesn't mean it couldn't happen. Um, it could, but this is just a fucking extreme example. And it ne- actually nearly did happen six years ago. A uh, coronal mass ejection with the size and power of the Carrington event erupted from the sun in 2012. So the Mayans were nearly right with their 2012 bullshit. Oh, that would have been good, wouldn't it? And, uh, and it, it nearly hit us, but it missed the earth. Because the sunspot it came from wasn't pointing directly at the earth. It missed by nine days. If that had hit us... We would we would have had a Carrington event nice. in 2012. It was close enough for insurance companies to start making estimates of potential losses. <laughs> what do, do you mean to uh, to rip up the contracts? You mean more like so? This is this contract's non void from now. Why? This just is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, this is a real thing. This could happen. Oh shit! No, okay. no they were, I'm so, they would have just gone. Oh no, it's um, it's a it's what was it? An act of God. Act of God. It's okay. We're not paying you. It's an act of God. They wouldn't have, pa- they wouldn't have been able to pay. But surely, though. when they say shit like that as well. Act of God's anything. Me punching you in the face is an act of God. If you want it to be. Yeah. yeah. If I wanted yeah, if the insurance companies wanted it to be. Yeah. A flooding is an act of God. Yeah. Well yeah, so but so is murder. Yeah. What if you don't believe in God? You can't just not pay me for my shit because you believe, believe in something that I yeah, don't. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Trying to get away with anything. Hate insurance <laughs> people. Well they are bad. The cunts. So if you work in insurance, stop fucking listening. Yeah. Off you go. Yeah. Ta-da. You all bastards. <laughs> trying to trying to rob everyone. They um yeah they they wanted to I think they were trying to figure out how they could weave any potential increase like losses into into existing policies yeah of but course. the fact that insurance companies started looking at the fallout of a of a Carrington sized event occurring shows that this was real enough for them to go oh my Shit, god yeah. asses were twitching big time yeah proper man it only it just it missed us because of the ejection angle out coming out of the one of the sunspots that's all it was we just yeah. weren't in the same and it did hit parts like, I think Quebec had one back in I don't know if it's the same year but it, they lost power and all sorts of shit it was fucking anyway so it's it's pretty bad it's pretty fucking bad but we know from satellites that monitor the sun continuously like they're up there 24 hours a day mm-hmm. 7 days a week 365 days a year for decades and there's a few out there checking shit out. Like, you've got one called the SOHO satellite, which is the Solar Helios Heliospheric Observatory. Bit of a fucking tongue twister when you're slightly hanging. Yep. That was launched on the 2nd of December 1995. So that is fucking old school. Don't trust that thing. It's powered by Windows 95. <laughs> <laughs> Can't trust that. Yeah, we, know, we all know what Windows 95 was like yeah. as well. Yeah, you just have like loads of like OK screens closed yeah. to OK. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Black and white screens yeah. popping up all the time. Just goes blue. Boom. Da, do, do, do. <laughs> yeah. But this one, the Soho Probe, orbits the sun a million and a half kilometers away from the Earth. So it's actually quite close to us. You don't have to be near the sun because it's so yeah. fucking massive. You can see it from, from other star systems. So it, it, can, it continually looks at the sun in different wavelengths of light. Uh, and it's catalogued and measured since 1995. 20,000 coronal mass ejections. 20 thousand in 23 years do you know what i mean that's fucking mad and it, and it measured the speed and the direction of the charged particles as they leave the sun and it can 
obviously therefore act as a, like an early warning system. And depending on the, um, the the ferocity of the coronal mass ejection and how it travels, it can potentially give us up to three days early warning. Mm. There's another satellite called ACE, and that, that monitors electrons, protons, as well as the magnetic field. Question is, is it actually ACE? It needs to, we'll find out. It fucking okay. wants to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it actually is put into gear, yeah. let's see if it's ace or not. When we need it, we'll go, that's ace. That's ace, well done. <laughs> yeah. it, ma- it monitors the magnetic field, looking for anomalies on the um, on the surface of the sun that can indicate potentially dangerous activity that's starting to occur. Because obviously we said before at the beginning, the twisting of the magnetic field on the sun is what causes these mad little magnetic flux areas where, belt- where they belch out shitloads of stuff. Yeah. And then we got the recently launched Parker Solar Probe. Now that went up on the 12th of August. Was that last Saturday? I think it was last Saturday. Um, we were out of our minds in a tiny field. Yes, well, that's what you do. Yeah, it was. It was um, it's the 19th today, so yeah, it was a week ago yeah. today. And, it, mate, it's crazy, this probe is. It's going to get within three and a half million miles of the sun. Nice. That is close as shit. What have they made it out of? Well, there's a heat shield. Wood. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bit of paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Balsa wood. Like that Roswell balloon thing. <laughs> Tim Fall and, bl- and paper. Yeah, that would was, that was, that was be cool, that would, though. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. It's got a heat shield that has to remain pointed at the sun all the time. No Not shit. Because like, like heat shields usually like using for like atmospheric reentry, where you just smack into the atmosphere from the vacuum. For short space. periods of time, yeah. Yeah, and they're designed to burn up, and then you jetson them, and then the spacecraft tumbles. But this is yeah. not made out of like titanium or something, so it needs to live forever. Well, it's four and a half inches thick, and I think it's it's um got some sort of like carbon foam injected into it, so it's more air than anything else. It has a lot of insulating properties. Apparently, it's also going to be the fastest space. Spacecraft mankind has ever created. It's because the sun is so massive. Uh, this Parker Solar Probe is going to fall towards the sun so fast it's going to reach a speed at top speed of four hundred and thirty thousand miles an hour. That's nearly half a million mile an hour. That is unbelievable. That is at full speed, you could get to the moon in about thirty minutes. Now, if you compare that to Apollo, that took three days. This shit is fucking. Seriously shifting. Branson's missing out on something here. He is, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Ricky. Get to the moon in half hour. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> what you need is a really fucking fast probe. Yeah, yeah. Really, you just sit someone in a fa- fast probe. See, m- most of that speed's not not through engines. That's just it's it's falling uh, yeah, towards falling, the sun. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's getting dragged in by its gravitational pull. It's just it? getting faster and faster and faster the whole way down. And it's going to measure electromagnetic fields. It's going to study plasma. It's going to measure the temperature of electrons, which is fucking insane. Did do they know how long it will last? Uh, I didn't bother reading, but these like a lot of I've seen a probe before. Um, I think I was reading about the black holes, and it was it had a, a life durate had like a, a working duration of like three years, but it's yeah. been up there for twenty five. Oh yeah, I can, but I can imagine that if it's hurtling towards the sun and it keeps going, there's obviously a point where they think, oh, we want to get to this point with it, but will it carry on and and last, or will it will it literally burn up after a time? Because I imagine that heat shield, it might be shit hot. But I imagine the sun's more shit hot than the heat shield. <laughs> well, it, I, I don't know. It's going to be pointing to some sort of close orbit 
where it's going to swing round and they'll just keep running it until I thought it they might. Dies. I think, thought they might have landed on the dark side of the sun. Oh, that's, that's know, where like, Kim Jong went. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's right with his with his uh, army of people went to the dark side of the sun because it's cooler. Didn't he bring a sunspot back? Yeah, he bring a sunspot <laughs> back here apparently. So we can, uh, you know, maybe we should take a leaf out of their book and do that so it doesn't get so hot. We can actually be on the sun. Maybe that's why they're trying to open like conversation channels with the uh, North Koreans now. Yeah, because they go, oh my shit, have you heard what they've done? They figured out how to <laughs> stop <laughs> They've landed on the sun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's just say that one of these many satellites orbiting the Earth, or, or telescopes, whether they be space-based or land-based, let's say they pick up a cosmic, a, a coronal mass ejection the size of the Carrington event. So we pick one of them up, and it's heading right for us. So it's, <laughs> it's heading right for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a solar storm the, uh, of this scale, they're thought to hit the Earth between every... 150 and 500 years. Now, we know this from ice core samples, that there's, there's spikes in radioactive carbon. So we can sort of see like rings in a tree where these these levels of of, of, of radioactive carbon have built up. And then yeah, there's yeah. a gap. And then, oh, yeah, well, that was however many years ago. Now, obviously, if it happened, we'd, we'd know almost immediately because we've got our, our shit out there. Yeah. As fast as it takes for the signal to get back from wherever the probe is, is how long we get to know. So it's pretty quick. Now, then we start to begin preparations to protect our infrastructure. That's the first thing we've got to fucking do. Now, for argument's sake, let's also say it's going to take 17 hours before it hits us, because that's how long the Carrington event took. So we know it's coming, and we've got 17 hours. What what happens next? I'll tell you what we do. We get the, uh, the elite people, and we rocket them out to another planet and start a new life. <laughs> <laughs> it's you probably going to be cheaper. Can't fly the you can't fly the spacecraft, mate. That's why you get it before the seventeen hours. Right. Get you, it done. You're in space when that that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't. You got to land. You got to land on something in seventeen hours and set up. And then you got to shut all your shit down before yeah, you get loose. Yeah, because it's all electric. Yeah, you can't so get away. Like, ah, even this isn't the cleverest idea from the elite, is it? You can't get away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what would happen if we'd scrap? Like governments would desperately communicate with each other to try and put safeguards in place before the power is shut off. The countries would have to speak to enemies, telling them that, you know, we're not going to attack. Don't trust your radar. Don't trust your instruments. We've got, oh, yeah. We've got shit happening. When you see 16 bombers coming over, it's not. I well, promise you, well, exactly 16. Well, this is exactly the reason why they need to do that, because yeah, yeah. planes have got to land. So shit's going to get wild. You could make the simple one wrong move and cause a war mm. just when a coronal mass ejection is about to hit. It's Because with that fucking network with each other, and it's also, it's not like the power might go out like electrical power will go out we will have to shut everything down just think about that for a moment potentially no power anywhere and there's still a massive chance of it being fucked up because it's going to turn on when the wave hits anyway and it's going to start doing sporadic and weird shit. weird shit going off well it's not like you can turn the internet on and off at will it's not designed to do that it's i just, can't on my phone <laughs> yeah <laughs> well we've got compli- complicated networks of millions of computers that have to be rebooted yeah yeah good luck good luck with that yeah let's see you do that i think to be honest i think most people would be who make make this planet are going to be going it doesn't matter what we do we just start trying to do damage limitation and it's still it's basically like it's going to be so much damage still we're fucked, so we might as well sit with our heads in our hands and, you know, <laughs> yeah. our heads in, in, in the sand, pass as they the say, gym. and just go, fuck. Well, we Did might... say, pass us the gin. Pass us the gin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. nothing else you can do. Yeah. But we'll talk about the potential fallout consequences in a moment, but you've got to remember that a worldwide coordinated shutdown of all electrical infrastructure is not going to be easy. That alone could result in complete disaster, even if a uh, coronal mass ejection missed us. Yeah. Just turning everything off is 
risky as fuck. Yeah. There's some scary shit out there that needs constant electrical power, like nuclear reactors. Hospitals. Hospitals. And if and when the power came back on, good luck getting money out of the bank for food. All your details are digital. Now, remember that telegraph operator at the beginning said they could they were getting garbled messages sent when the equipment was unplugged. That's because the atmosphere was so electrically charged. Computers don't like voltages being applied where they're not designed to be. Withdraw so, your cash before then. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'd have to try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, All yeah. our shit would be fried. I mean, and how are you going to make new computer systems to replace the ones that you've that have been fried when you don't have any computers to do that? Mm. You see what I mean? It's kind of like the, all the advanced technology we've got, we cannot do without. We'd be completely lost. So even if we had a warning, at present, the best case scenario is uh, it's pretty fucking bad, actually. Mm. Yeah, biologically, we'd be fine because it can't hurt us. So let's take a look at what would happen if we got caught out like we probably would be at the moment. I mean, it's all well and good knowing it's coming, but what can you actually do? Yeah, I was just trying to think, what is the defence? What what can you do to de- to defend something which can penetrate through anything because it's not... It's like it's not there, but it is, you know what I mean? So you can't really defend it in... You safeguard. How? Yeah, you just have to... You have to try and safeguard with all your valuable shit. So the first thing you'd notice is that the basically communication network would, would cease, like mobile phones, the internet, landlines, TV, everything. We'd have to shut that down. If we didn't, the uh, coronal mass ejection would destroy any operational equipment. All satellites would be fucked. The ones that we've managed to shut down would be at serious risk of terminal damage. Mm. And that itself is fucking terrifying. But mobile phones, ironically, should be cool. It's the um it's like the signal towers that relay the the uh your your phone signal to satellites. They wouldn't work, the towers wouldn't work, the satellites that are up there wouldn't work. Yeah. And if it happened fast, like for instance, if you were at sleep, asleep at night, you went to bed at say like last night you went to bed at nine o'clock because you'd pissed out your head. Yeah, yeah. You you could have a long sleep there. You could wake up and have no idea what the fuck is going on. There'd be no TV, radio doesn't work. It'd just be, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All GPS systems would cease in the immediate shutdown, and many experts say that it's it's doubtful whether they'd be fully reactivated. Cause I don't think they would. You'd have to just send new ones up and start again, wouldn't you? Well, how? I've, I don't know. But like <laughs> in, in the future, I mean, not like straight away. Yeah, that's I mean, it. like once it's all over and done with and the... You know, the storm's gone, so to speak. That's when you go, shit, we've got to spend billions of pounds putting shit back up into space now. But satellites are not... Because they'd have to power them down. Have to try. They're not designed to be powered down and left flying around the Earth at thousands of miles an hour, miles an hour with no, no guidance. Completely fucking dead for prolonged periods of time. They're just not... Yeah, they're always meant to be on, aren't they? Any live electrical components on board would be destroyed. And this is the thing, man, because, like... Solar panels, the shit that gives them power, would have to be shut down. So they'd have no... Because they'd be fried. Fried, yeah, yeah. So they'd have no electrical charge being created whatsoever on any satellite. And that puts us on a tight timeline to get them reactivated before battery backups deplete. And that's even if the batteries don't get fried. Yeah, which they probably would, wouldn't they? If that happened, we wouldn't be able to contact them. And they would be lost. Entire spacecraft would be completely charged energy-wise from the, the particles in the sun, uh, it would short-circuit ev- everything and the yeah, satellites would be lost. We wouldn't know where they were. We know they're in orbit, but we'd be fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, what can we do? You say goodbye to the space station and the astronauts, they're all fucking, they're dead. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
without satellites, simple shit that you take for granted would be impossible. Credit card transactions, you like you use satellites every time you do that. You can't buy anything unless you have cash now. That's what I mean. Withdraw you hear if you hear there's a possible one, get all your cash out of the bank. Yeah. If you're caught napping though, how are you gonna get your stuff out the bank? Fuck knows. Because there's no Cash machines, because they're all computers. You're getting him robbing. That's what's going to happen, man. A lot of bank robberies. There'll be a lot of looting, won't there? Mega. Because everyone will be clocking on that everything's fucked. Electric, like, cameras won't be working. Everything won't be working. Everyone's going, oh, wicked. I'll bowl in and get myself some bread and, and milk. You'd have to just and a bit everything. more. All digital money would be potentially gone. Like, bye-bye Bitcoin. <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's so many technology that we use every day that rely on satellites. It's that. It's, they're the ones that scare me. Yeah. Without them... You know what I mean? This all has mad knock-on effects. There'd be like, there'd have to be a huge, a massive, uncoordinated attempt to land every single aircraft on the planet as soon as possible, no matter where it was. Yeah. Without communications or ground control or radar, all the while GPS would be shutting down around you or has already failed. The Carrington event took 17 hours to hit us. Planes fly for longer than that. So obviously, even with an early warning system, aviation would be on its knees. Now yeah. I figured, I wondered how many flights are there a day, and I had a look. And conservative figures say there's about 110,000 commercial flights a day, and there's only 17,600 commercial airports. Go figure. If you've got to land, it ain't going to happen the way you think it's going to. All the while, you're blind, you can't talk to anyone. Yeah. If it happened before, mate, you, I mean, this, this kind of stuff is, it's a worst case scenario, obviously. But that could happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what what can you do? There's nothing you can do, is there? You just don't. You're on your own. You're just like, well, all right. Every man for themselves. Yeah, mate. It's happened before. Big solar flares, um, like X-ray class, blasted out into space, and they interfere with radio communications between commercial aircraft and and ground control, and they've had to like land planes because of this fucking interference yeah but that's small fry compared to a Carrington event what we're talking about here people would be stranded in foreign countries but potentially hostile countries for like weeks months potentially longer man you could be mm. there for for ages like if you're flying over Africa and need to land ASAP and the Congo is your nearest place hopefully it's got a suitable airport guess what looks like you're living in Congo for a bit yeah because you got yeah there's no no way it's going to be able to do anything You've got to get and down. These, these, um, um, how long will it last? Do you know what I mean? You don't know. There could be waves of it from the constant spurs from the. So it could last, like you say, it could last months. Well, the power outage would definitely. Yeah. But the the event itself. The event itself, I'm on about. It yeah, could, I mean, could still last months. If there's a, if it's a really disruptive period in the mm. sun cycle, yeah. like a mad solar maximum, and it's just constantly spewing. So you shit can't out. do anything for months. Full stop. But you can't even <laughs> try and fix anything because there's no point. You turn try and turn something on to fix it, and it's fucked instantly. <laughs> this game, it's game over. Yeah. Nothing's fixable. The power grid would go out. Everything would go dark. This is where it gets really interesting. We'd have to pull the plug. Now all this would happen really, really quickly. Yeah. Even if we shut it down in time shut everything into complete darkness it's it's really it's quite likely that the the hardware like electrical components would be overwhelmed by the charge in the atmosphere I mean you've got to remember when the initial Carrington event happened they said there were sparks jumping out of machines and shit mm. that's all fucked now all your equipment's battered software would be scrambled and completely lost all our data's like that man digital data yeah. you log on to online banking gone the internet think, yeah, gone transformer hubs 
would be damaged, like the wires and the cables would be at risk of overloading. Power lines that span hundreds of miles across countries would overheat and break from induced currents in the atmosphere. They would just fo- like homing on the uh, the magnetic properties of the cable and just and just burn them all out. Heating and cooling systems would go offline. Sewerage plants would be inoperable, so there'd be shit starting to fucking be everywhere. Stuff would start exploding because of runaway effects from not having any power, no refrigeration. So your food's going to start to go mouldy as fuck. All the lights have gone out. All the while, medical equipment in hospitals, like life support, everything is going to go out. Mm. Everything, the loss of power is is terrible. And the longer it lasts, the worse it gets. Yeah, yeah, of course. It just, it just keeps building, doesn't it? The more shit starts building. You base it on that sewer, sewer plant. You know, just, if you base it just on that alone, literally more shit will keep happening yeah and brewing <laughs> over months and months <laughs> yeah. and that's just the sewer pump imagine yeah. the shit with like insane hospitals bodies everywhere and all sorts of shit well, there's no there's no more bodies trying to come in because because of all the shit which is going on they're going why are you bringing them here because there's absolutely no point because we can't fix them they're just gonna have to be left to die or you're gonna have to try yeah. and do some miracle thing to, f- to fix them yeah it's not a hospital anymore it's just no a it's, just a, it's, just, a, it's just a building it's a building with beds. That's yeah. basically all it is now. Full of, and full of ill people. Yeah, full of ill diseases. people who might be able to get an injection, but won't help them if they're on life support. Well, the injection needs to be kept at, root, at uh, uh, cooling. Temperature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But fridge don't work, mate, so you're getting mm. injected with off medication. Yeah, now. nice. Power companies have in the past shut down power stations because of uh, incoming coronal mass ejections. They have done that in the past yeah. to protect hardware. And even then, when they've got everything shut down, electrical surges damaged components in their in their circuitry there's not a lot you can do when there's massive electrical charges being sort of created everywhere in the atmosphere countries are not machines that they need constant fucking power yeah yeah if you shut that down it's fucking mate i don't think anyone really realizes how bad that it's gonna get it's gonna be mental in it consequences of even like transformer failure in electrical circuits in like a prolonged power outage are catastrophic because like transformers they either increase or decrease voltage like step up transformers or step down ones like that supply the power to your house mm-hmm. like they're out in the streets and that and they, they bring the power down to a usable amount then you can have it now cities contain millions millions and millions and millions of transformers some are small in like a little tiny like in there probably in the in the recorder yeah. some are massive out in the streets but these induced currents in the atmosphere will fuck a lot of them up if you're not protecting them they're dead. Yeah. Now, this next bit that I found was quite disturbing. If a coronal mass ejection took out 80% of the world's transformers, which it could do, mm-hmm. it could do very easily, there's not enough production capacity available on the whole planet to replace them for at least several years. <laughs> we cannot make them quick enough. No. So if something like that happened, years... Years of just trying to build build back up to that i'm gonna make a transformer i'm gonna start a transformer manufacturing company i think <laughs> yeah you get it ready well, they have got um a strategic transformer reserve where people are trying to because some of these things are enormous and they're fucked they're fucked you can't build them quick enough no. so we're trying to get a backlog of the most most important types of transformers and somehow store them in like Faraday cages that protect them from electrical activity and, and dead shit. boxes or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but the thing with doing that, it's going to cost... You've got to get that... They're not free. 
No, it's still going to cost millions and millions and millions. Well, to get a reserve of needed Transformers in America could cost somewhere between 10 and 30 billion. And our power companies are going to have to just take that on the chin and they're not going to want to do that. No. I think they'd they rather just fix it after the uh, free well, insurance. There's a lot of things in life and people don't deal with it until it happens. And Blind. that's exactly what will happen there. It's exactly right, mate. Mm. It's terrifying. Many buildings have like diesel generator for electrical power. Uh, but that only lasts as long as the fuel. And even they, the, like generators, they've got electrical components that could fail in the event. Now, I've worked on coordinated hospital, like electrical shutdowns, where they simulate loss of power mm. and then they transfer all running duties onto diesel generators. And this is in coordinated event and nothing ever goes to plan. Yeah, yeah. It never goes to plan. Something always goes wrong. That's why we're there. There's, yeah, yeah. there's, got, there's engineers from various different, you know, types of equipment to, to get it back online when it does fucking come back on and that's even when we're planning it yeah yeah if this went unplanned mate electrical devices in your body pacemakers any implants you've got see ya yeah it's just yeah that's it it'll just stop won't it just go boop the cascade effect you, you can't measure it like the entire global transportation system would shut down. No cargo boats, no trains, no planes, no automobiles, nothing. Food and water would quickly run out. And obviously, as we've said before, the less desirable people in society would um, take advantage of the electrical blackout, no alarms, and they'd go on the fucking rob proper. thing is, some dumb fuckers probably go, oh yeah, bring it on because it means I can do this and that. But... That's probably the worst thing you can think of because yeah, you, don't you will it. suffer still because not because of being caught, <clears throat> but the fact that still nothing doesn't work and you're fucked anyway. You so. don't want this. No. You don't want this. You want everything operational. Yeah. And what's the point of robbing fucking a million quid? What are you going to spend it on? Yeah, you got enough. You're going to buy yeah. a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Where? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The global eco- um, economy and stock market would be in free fall. Yeah, it'd just stop, wouldn't it? Billions of people would lose everything. The financial, the global financial system is fundamentally controlled using computers and like networks that talk to, talk across massive you know distances immediately quick to raise funds and gamble all that's fucking over man like if you think about it an unpredicted one hour shutdown of the stock market occurred today it'd be in the in the history it, books yeah it'd be it's, it was in the papers it would be like you know it was closed down for an hour because of some somebody some turned, it, turned yeah. the wrong but pressed the wrong button or something and you know it cost the it cost the world economy 16 billion yeah. pounds for that hour or whatever yeah yeah, no, yeah. imagine that for days mm. and weeks or months or even longer and then when you do get it back on what's even there anymore where's all your data it's it's you could we'd have to start from square it could be like we said at the beginning it could be a good thing for the uh, finances, if that occurred. It, it could be, but, mm, you know what I mean? It's It'd be rough. Yeah, it would be rough. And then we come to the dark horse in the room, the one that would really, really tear us a new arsehole. That's the world's yeah. nuclear power stations. Because, as you were saying about Fukushima, if you've listened to that, you'll um, you'll know that. Nuclear power stations takes one little thing and it's, it rapidly gets out of control <laughs> and they can't, no one can cool it down. Yeah. It's, it's simple as. Yeah. And that was with power. Yeah. <laughs> so when when the power goes off and it just goes, right, I'm going to keep fucking going at 18 million degrees and there's nothing cooling it down. Yeah. It's just going to cause a world of shit again. Yeah, yeah. Fukushima's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Across the earth. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Simultaneously. And Chernobyl's and all that. You know, just everywhere. Just going. Yeah. It's not good, is it, man? No. I mean, they, that, they have power supplies the way that they do for a reason. That's just potentially stop the world from 
losing massive, massive areas of land because, like, within weeks of a um, of a of a coronal mass ejection, backup generators at nuclear power plants are beginning to shut down. Mm. Now I'm saying weeks there because I'm assuming that they have a lot of diesel for <laughs> yeah, the generators because yeah. we're not talking about electricity. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. They would begin to shut down. Now we would then divert everything we had, all resources, oil, fuel, everything would go towards these these stations wherever they were. If we could get yeah, to them, they're to vital. Keep, yeah, to keep them operational, not for the sake of power, for the sake of not don't killing let everyone. the fucking monster <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? The monster in the cage. Yeah, it's like keeping it tame. Isn't it? It's gonna get out unless yeah, yeah. you keep doing. It. You've got to do this because this yeah. is fa- this is. Sort of like the battle for humanity. everyone up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spare components would be prioritised and sent to stations. But if the power grid was compromised to the extent that we think it could be and the generators fail, then electrical pumps that supply cooling ponds like water where radioactive fuel rods are stored, they would, they'd shut off. And then you'd, you'd go into a scenario where you'd have multiple nuclear power station meltdowns occurring simultaneously around the world. Now, there's approximately 450 nuclear power stations operational on the earth. Yeah, good luck keeping all of them tame for 48 hours <laughs> yeah, if yeah, the power yeah. goes out. Yeah. That's I mean, terrifying. That is. When you think about Fukushima, you know what I mean? It's not like it's a third world country, you know what I mean? They they had the stuff to try. No fucking Japan. They, they, they could not. They could tits. not keep it cool. You know what nah. I mean? From what it was doing, it was fucked. When it's a uh, it's um catastrophic so failure. There's the 450 of them around the world. They're pretty fucked, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 48 hours of no power. Um, you know, we're talking about potentially er- eradicating massive portions of the Earth's surface. Yeah. So let's just say we keep them going. Let's just say we've got enough to keep them going. What if a what if, say, a nuclear power plant in the UK needed a transformer damaged by the coronal mass ejection? Let's say, what, what happens if that transformer was in a foreign country and we need to get it because our shit's yeah, going to yeah, go? Yeah. How would you tell them? How would, how would you, you how say Germany's it got it? How would you, yeah, how, yeah. You've got no communications to tell them properly. Yep. You've got no sort of proper transport. As no in satellites. Like, you can't fly it across or boat it across, nope. can you? So um, you'd have to make them make it there. It'd be like, it'd be like Apollo 13. Where they they have to <laughs> yeah. we've got some shit here make a make a component out of that you got some fucking sticky tapes from sand and <laughs> something else yeah. make a component which is going to work fence panel over there yeah 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 spark plug from that car yeah but think about it right it, does anybody know the exact way to build a component for a nuclear cooling rig off the top of their head of course they don't exactly man shit's complicated and plus each one I imagine is different yeah you know what I mean it's not they're not all designed the same and just fit it in so even if you had the engineers that are capable of building it well to be fair good job we've got computers and design software to help us with precision engineering yeah. oops can't use computers they don't work anymore so we'd be kind of I mean don't forget you can't really drive anywhere because driving is completely limited the oil pumps are offline yeah, there's no fucking fuel for transport, and let's just say, for instance, you you want to go and get some fuel because you need to go and get a component for a, a fucking power station that's about to go thermonuclear. Good luck getting your sensitive computer control car to work. Yeah, yeah. Do you know it's what I mean? Work, yeah. You need like a fucking 90, 1890s car, which has got no electrical components at all. You need a bicycle. Yeah, a bicycle. Yeah, and, and fucking Chris Froome or whatever his name is. <laughs> Is that his name? <laughs> I think so, yeah. He can ride quick. <laughs> yeah, Tour de France boys, man. That's his business then, once once it goes tits up. Yeah, he trans- can cycle, cycle everyone's gear everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, in you won record tour, time. You won the Tour de France, but now you're a courier for nuclear power station <laughs> components in the event of a coronal mass ejection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yellow jersey. Fucking get it on. A Welsh person won it this year, I think. Did they? Yeah, yeah. What was his name? David. David. 
David David. I don't know. I think a Welsh person won it. He was like he was like second to last like a year before or something. And then he's won it. Piss on this. How yeah. many drugs have <laughs> yeah, you been yeah. taking? Straight away. Apparently, though, he'd done it with, like, he, he, he broke his hips or something, and he what? still still raced, so... I need a piss test off you, son. No, no, the, year, the when he come, like, second to last or something, he broke he broke some ribs or, or something. No excuses. Yeah, yeah, piss on this, you little cheating bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. They are thinking about how to safeguard nuclear power stations because it's, like, like the, the monster in the room. People who are really thinking about this. Yeah. Like, uh, what are we going to do about them? Uh, so they can operate independently from the main power grid. They can supply themselves their own electricity. Um, but we are talking about a potential massive electrical failure globally. So even their independent power grids that are capable of producing them their own power so they don't melt the world, they may be compromised. Yeah. Now, obviously, they're aware of this and they keep redundant systems like spare components and shit on site. But if shit goes haywire fast... I mean, look at Fukushima. I mean, yeah. that was slightly different. Obviously, that was a a, a tsunami. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, it just shows that it goes. Back. People are working on design banks of capacitors, for instance, and like that, act like a huge back, like shock absorbers, electrical shock absorbers. Yeah, yeah. So they put they put them in line with whatever um, electrical uh, cables are incoming to the power station or, or going out. Just try and sort of. Yeah. absorb it in a way anything that comes in is, is sort of taken in by these massive banks of capacitors to try and yeah. protect the uh, you know th- I mean um, we mentioned as well that, like Faraday cages uh, they want to put sensitive equipment in that they, they protect whatever's inside from they shield it from external you know electrical s- atmosphere phenomenon so they're trying to they could potentially put shit in that um, and, and I think you know knowing that coronal mass ejections are real and could happen. They probably, probably shouldn't have invented nuclear power stations. Yeah. Well, like like we're saying that, that people don't think of. They think it's a great idea. It's a lot of things in life which oh, these are a good idea, quirky way. You know, I mean, it helps, but there's always a massive consequence to everything. Yeah. Yeah. They're great when they work, but when they go wrong, they don't think about that. <laughs> it, they go, "Wow, look at this. We've come up with something which can give a load of power amazingly quick." But they don't think of, bad, of the bad side. They just think, mm. oh, shit, we can make some money out of this. That's yeah. what most people think. Well, they're and great then, when they work. suddenly they go, hmm, if this goes tits up, the mm, ninth circle we're of pretty fucked opens. by the look of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oil rigs would be shut down, as we said before. You ain't going to the fuel station to get any gas for your car because they, they operate on <laughs> electricity. Mm. And even the ones out in the ocean, wherever they are, they're in shutdown. And the problem with them is they they're... They'd struggle to contain the pressures of the oil below the surface. Trying of the, to get out. Yeah, because they've drilled into the fucker. You know what I mean? Countries would lose huge swathes of military hardware. I say hardware and software. Missiles, jets, advanced weapons, navy vis- vessels. It'd all be useless. Radar would go dark. Forget about the air force. That ain't happening. We potentially lose nuclear submarines to the ocean because they just fucking shut down. Yeah, you don't want to be in one of those when these. Starting. Well, hydroelectric d- dams wouldn't be able to regulate the flow of water. Floodings would occur. All your data is gone. And th- there'd be no water coming out your taps because there's no pumps to fucking pump it anymore. Yeah, yeah. You, there's a complete blackout. Food's gone. You know, in a couple of days, they said three days in in England. You, that's it. Whatever. The, if food stops coming into this country within three days, you best be fucking growing something. Yeah. That's not fucking a uh, high-tech society. No. That's one running on the fucking edge of doom. If it's you on the edge of doom all the time, by the sound of it. If it's only three-day stock sort of thing, you know what I mean? So Yeah. Oh, we'd like... If this happened, there'd be a real 
Real chance of anarchy breaking out around the world. Real, like Mad Max style. I think it would happen really quick, though. I think because a lot of people would jump on the wagon of we can get loads of free stuff, panicking as well, going, we need to get this stuff. Mm. And just doing it. You'd like to think that we'd all talk to each other and go, right, calm, you're fucking shit now. We don't do that, though, do we, as humans? We're we're quite reckless all the time. Will there be no police? No emergency services? No military? looting the places? Yeah, you're not a police officer when that happens. You're just a person trying to survive. Yeah, yeah. Take your fucking hat off and go home to your family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would be set, set back several hundred years. We, we would. Yeah. There's not a lot we can do about it. You know what I mean? Surrounded by the artifacts of our of our uh, previous glory. So we'd be we'd have laptops here still. Not do be able to do anything. Just yeah, target yeah. practice for rocks in the garden. Yeah, you yeah. want to practice hitting ro- like rabbits with like rocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Use your apple as a uh, <laughs> yeah. as target practice. I mean, you think when the internet goes out at your house. Like, you're lost for a couple of hours? Yeah. Fucked. A lot of people are because a lot of things are linked to it. So, like, for instance, tellies now, some tellies only work when the internet's on. You know what I mean? Because they need the signal and all that. And some, uh, lots of lots of things, isn't there, that everything's linked. Yeah. You can get f- fucking, funny enough, heating systems which are linked to the Wi-Fi and all that now, can't you? And doorbells and everything. And you're thinking, if that goes, and none of that's working. None whatsoever. of it's working. It's all dead. I mean, like, let's say, for instance, the power does come back on within, let's say, two weeks. There was massive, massive flare, massive coronal mass ejection, major component damage, but we got everything up and running within, like, m- power to your house, yeah, yeah. mains power within two weeks. How, do you know how to reprogram a washing machine? <laughs> how are you going to do that? It's highly, it's highly unlikely it'll be done in two weeks anyway, because if everywhere gets fucked, they're going to have to... How many people would they need out to get it up to get everything up in two weeks? Got to get the cars houses. running yeah, first. Exactly. So think about the satellites. So this is the thing, man. No power, no radar, no telemetry, no communication. We would lose them. We'd have no idea where they are. So in some respects, like we've said before, they are the backbone. We use them for every. Day. If we got the European Space Agency and NASA fully operational on the ground within a couple of weeks, the satellites would have long si- since run out of battery power, and they'd be dead. Even if we got radar, you wouldn't be able to talk to them. No. They'd just be tumbling. So, got to launch new ones. That's going to take time. We need to build them first. How? You haven't got computers. You, you haven't got, got infrastructure. Yeah. How are you going to do, How are you going to do it? It's going to take decades. It'd take decades to get up there. We're at the point where we need this shit. You know what I mean? How are you going to make and program a computer chip when you haven't got a computer to do it? Yeah. With a hammer and nails. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fucking terrifying. And they reckon the cost to the global economy would be, um, it's difficult to say, but it'd be like multiple trillions, multiple trillions. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's basically everything. That's how, how I'd manage it. I imagine it, sorry. Yeah, it's a reset, isn't it? Yeah, it'd have to be a complete reset. Like, you think about all the debts and people that people have and all that, people would be like, well, they're non-existent anymore because yeah. it's not written down. No. You know what I mean? So does all. So if you're lucky enough to have a load of money, that's all gone as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think the best, the winners would be the, like an opposite world. The winners would be the people who owe <laughs> shit loads of money. Yeah, upside but down. But people who've got shit loads of money are the ones who have were fucked because they'll yeah. be like, well, it's gone, it's gone. We don't know where it is. What do you think of all the people that require, um, you know, healthcare, like you know, potentially round the clock? They're all gone. Yeah, yeah. They're all gone. It's just carnage, isn't it? Terrifying. Complete and utter carnage. I hope we didn't wreck everyone's Sunday too much. No, I think, I think uh, it was a good insight to uh, world uh, um, devastation. Yeah, where where we are in the grand scheme of things, if the sun decides to fuck us off, yeah, yeah, we are getting fucked off. Yeah. So there you go. 
that's a cheery one to mull over and yes. think about until next week. So just tr- whoever's listening, try and design something which protects you from solar, sun, whatever you call it, not rays. Corona mass Corona masses, ejections. Erections. Yeah. Erections. <laughs> yeah, that's what you need to do. If you Rob wants a out, device that protects him from sun erections. Yeah, I, I like a good sun erection. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right yeah. then, well, uh, I think we'll wrap up for that because we've been waiting on for too long. And we'll see you all next week. You will. See you later. <laughs>